This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, Selamat Pagi Malaysia. It is the start of a new week, Monday, the 15th of August. It is 6am. You're listening to The Morning Run. Of course, I'm Wong Xiaoning together with the nicely dressed today, Philip thank C. You. Well, thank you for, for you know praising my dress sense. Rarely do you do this. So I'm, I will take in and lap in all the praise at the moment. But what but, a great... But, but yeah. will you be repeating it? Ah, okay. But oh. that but we started the the, the show song. on a great song, right? Yeah. Kyla um, and fantasy. Perhaps that's what we need, right? This this very moment, a fantasy. Yeah, to avoid all the politi- <laughs> political headlines and the bad news, right? Ah, uh, yeah, that was a really good cover version of Such the great... Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Yes, loved it. Uh, but how was your weekend, Philip? See, was it a fantasy? It was a true fantasy with my bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, and your no. dogs. In my dogs, I had a really great time with my dogs. I also was teaching this weekend, so it was a lot of fun. And spent Who were a lot your students, your victims? My, excuse me, it was church classes, okay, 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 about the faith of God and such. And, okay, okay. But anyway, it was a great weekend, a lot of time with my family, a lot of long walks as well, and also managed to do a bit of running. Oh, I well, presume you also did some running as well? Uh, yes, I couldn't run on Saturday, but I did manage a 13-kilometer run on Sunday. Well done, yeah. half a half marathon. <laughs> I don't know whether my hips can take it anymore more actually uh, I'll find out whether my <laughs> hips or my knees will give way which one I'm not sure usually the aftermath is like 24 to 48 hours after right um, I run regularly enough to have very little uh, pain. It's it's okay. Minimal blowback. Yeah, minimal. Uh, always <laughs> do your stretches after each yeah. run. But as usual, we have a very interesting show lined up for you this morning. Uh, at 7.15, we are going to go through the GDP figures for Malaysia, which came in above street expectations, and find out the shape of the Malaysian economy with Suhaimi Ilyas. He's the chief economist at Maybank Investment Bank. Then at 7.30, we look at another country, don't yeah, we? Yeah, correct. We take a trip down to look at Australia's economy with Catherine Birch, Senior Economist for ANZ Research, who's going to tell us if this lucky country stays lucky and can avoid a recession. It seems inevitable that many countries cannot avoid, but as you say, Australia has always had its luck on its side. Whether or not it can avoid it this time, it's the big question. It's also, you know, this debate, what's a recession? Because you've got yeah. the technical definition, which is two quarters of negative growth. Or it does it mean more than that? And guess what? There is no official definition. There's out no official there. definition. And then at seven forty-five, oh, very interesting because oh, how this how this tale continues and again and again, because today um, appeal final Dato Sri Najib's final appeal for the SRC case happens at federal court. This is his last chance, and we're going to be finding out well, you know all the events that got us where we are today. And maybe a bit of a question in terms of his political career is if there is one. If there is one, right. I think yeah. he, he might be the start of many court cases. Exactly. With Tom Wright, co-author of the famous book Billion Dollar Will. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. And that was The Love of My Life by Santana featuring Dave Matthews. And I certainly hope that woke you up. It is 6.09, a lovely Monday, 15th of August. And you're listening to the morning run with Philip C and I'm Wong Shaoning. You know what a love of your life wouldn't do? What? They wouldn't ghost you. <laughs> yes, they shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't and they wouldn't, right? They wouldn't, of course. They if wouldn't. they were the love of your life, they would never ignore you, isn't it? Yes, they would give you the attention you need. Although, I have to say that sometimes when in this busy world, everybody sometimes gets so caught up. So everyone right. has to manage their expectations. But um, this article, of course, taken from the one and only very atas journal called the Harvard Business Review, is about stop ghosting and start saying no. Because ghosting isn't just related to 
personal relationships or friendships. It goes beyond that and it even happens in professional relationships. And let's give some context as to what ghosting is. Right, yeah. It's the practice of ending all communication and contact with one another without any apparent warning or justification and subsequently ignoring any attempts to reach out or communicate made by the said person so in the past this used to you know was what was quite prevalent in my dating life a lot of people ghosted me because you know i was just being hard up you know and just went out and reached out to people but a lot of people ghosted me in the sense but now it's the flip side right a lot of people now asking me for cvs to connect me with this person or find a job because you're a man of power and I'm position a man of power and influence and Don't play, play. Exactly. by the way by the way if anybody wants to Join BFM, The Morning Run. <laughs> we won't ghost you. I, we won't ghost you. Please send your CVs to us. Uh, we really would like um, you know, someone to join us on The Morning Run. You can actually WhatsApp us with your CV, 018-789-8899. Oh, I think there's a, there's a web... Um, uh, what do you call uh, something you can write into? I you think it's jobs. Us. Yeah, you can jobs at BFM if I'm not wrong. Jobs at BFM. Well done doing the promotional stuff, Shawnee. And I can guarantee you, we won't go through there. But this is the big challenge. Provided your CV is suitable. Provided your CV is suitable. Well, we we'll just we should actually just say no. We've evaluated the CV and say, look, it doesn't kind of meet our requirements. That's one of the biggest challenges I had in my early stages of the career, especially when you try to apply for these very big reputable firms. Mm. You won't even get a. You, you won't, won't even, even get a response. Say yeah. hey, it didn't. But there were some really good companies that said, "Look, we've evaluated the survey. Your CV it didn't meet the requirements. Sorry, mm. try again next time." Mm. At least that was, in my view, a professional response. But there are many, many big companies who just don't even bother responding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm a bit guilty of that sometimes. Me too. Yeah. Uh. But it's bad practice both ways, right? I think. Okay. Mm. It's very bad reflection of me or the employer. Sometimes to not at least just send out a WhatsApp and say thank you very much. Yeah. Um, good and and now you can even do it informally, right? Which I, in the old days, you used to get an e- like an email or even a proper hard copy letter, and you can now probably do it via WhatsApp because you've communicated with that person informally. But I don't know whether that's actually the right thing to do. I think about that, but in this busy world, and people seem to accept it. So I sometimes just shoot off a WhatsApp very quickly and say thank you for for your interest in the company. Um, thanks for coming in to talk to us. And then at, at BFM, we always do air checks, right? Where yeah. we check the voice of the potential presenter. Yes. And then we say thanks for coming in for the air check as well. But uh, unfortunately, you're not suitable. This is where I, f- I worry about the communication channel here. Mm. I'm unlike, I'm, there's a less, there's a smaller probability of me ghosting someone if they send an email because at least it's in my inbox. But when it comes to WhatsApp, when someone reaches out to me and say, hey, can you connect me with this person on such, right? I sometimes will forget it, no, because the way WhatsApp is structured, it's like you have to scroll. And oh yeah, yeah. If you've you got very, like a mountain of if you've got a mountain of WhatsApp coming through, and then some get buried through, in the valley. Get buried in the valley because these things I won't respond immediately. I tend to accumulate at the end of the week or end of the day, but. It's very hard when you have this whole mountain of uh, WhatsApps coming through. Which happens to me daily when people try and send me messages during the show. If you send me a message between the time of uh, 6 to 9.30, likely I will not reply and then I would have forgotten to reply. So please forgive me if I don't reply to you, but there's a reason for it. And then by 10 o'clock, new messages come in and we forget. But I think about this ghosting story in terms of it being a reflection of, of, let's say, someone as a leader. It's just down to honestly manners, right? It's yes. just corporate, it's manners be in a corporate setting or in a social setting. If someone reaches out to you, makes an effort to impress you because they want a job from you, I think the least you can do is to acknowledge that effort. And if you can't hire that person or you can't deliver the promise, then just say 
thank you and then you know uh, explain maybe a one-liner and then move on but what happens if that person is incessant and annoying like in the first round you say look unfortunately there was no opportunity try again next time but they send you a cv in about in one month's time mm. and then you say look still no opportunity then they keep on sending it to you repeatedly then i don't know that might justify has ghosting. that happened to you it has there have been people who are very desperate who okay. really are looking for jobs who really feel like this is the right place for them to so, work so i don't know what the final message could be where Whereby you said, look, we've we've visited this before, right? And currently, mm. we just do not have any opportunities. Uh, we will be in touch. I will be in touch. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that opportunity does surface again, and then you stop there, then after that, too bad. I mean, yeah, the guy I just continues. I think you can that, justify ghosting them. Yes, because then there was there's a limit, right, to yes. each other's time also, and you don't want the person to just keep on trying and trying and trying and trying, wasting his time as well. Because you don't want him to live in a fantasy. Exactly. So th- let us know what you think. Uh, do you think ghosting is the you know the worst sin when it comes to communication? Have you done it yourself? Do you think there's ever justification to do so? Maybe you want to tell us both whether personal and in a professional setting. You can tweet in. Our handle is at BFM Radio. You can WhatsApp in 018-789-8899. We'll be back after these messages. Keep it here. BFM 89.9. And that was by one of my favourite bands, Duran Duran. And it's Come Undone. Did you come undone over the weekend? That by Philip C. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Wong Shouting, by the way. It is wow. 6.21, Monday the 15th of August. Hey, we should all live a little. My, my advice different you, definitions as to what it means by come undone. My advice to you is don't come undone on Monday as the start of the week. What? You need to be like always in control. Aren't I miss control freak? Isn't that my nickname? <laughs> well, I think it's very important to sometimes let go, but generally not in the start of the week in my view. Okay. Um, well, how should we let go though if we did? Is gossiping in the office a way to let go? Because this article by the BBC um, is about the surprising benefit of gossip. This, I, the, you know, these Why two did are, you choose this article? Did you are, resonate? I mean, did this like... totally resonates with me. You okay. and I, we are both gossip queens and kings and such. We gossip a lot, although we don't want to admit it, but we do. We do. Our life actually news is gossip, isn't it? It is. But, well, okay, so we talk about, oh, this politician, uh, you know, actually uh, behind the scenes like that and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, because his private life is like blah, 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 blah. But we can't say, of course, on air. But we talk about this after a talk or happen, happens, right? So, yes. So that's also gossip, which is a bit, un, you know, I mean, in church, we always tell you, like, gossip is like emotionally killing someone. And it feels a very heavy weight over your over your shoulders when someone tells you that, isn't it? Mm. But it's inevitable. Everybody gossips. But I guess the issue is why we gossip. How does it help us? What is the intention behind the gossip? That's also very important. Okay, so um, you know, I okay. Let's let's be very honest. We shouldn't ideally gossip, but to me, I don't think gossip in itself sometimes is bad. I think there is a good gossip that brings a team together, and then there's bitchy, nasty gossip which is divisive and mean. So let's divide them into two, if it's possible, if it's possible. And I think I'm really simplifying things a lot, you know. Mm. So uh, let's say if it's gossip to bring the team together, it's like if you don't chit-chat about stuff uh, that sometimes is out of the sphere of work, how do you build rapport? Well, lighter stuff like, you know, she doesn't, you know, push Oh, Justin up. Bieber is, is dating so-and-so. He got a new tattoo. Kim Kardashian. I mean, that, is that gossip? That's, no, that's news. I think that's... Just, gossip is like people you know, is it? Gossip is people like you know and like, oh, they don't pull up the toilet seat and such. I think that's all very... <laughs> 
uh, safe and clean. But when you start talking about affairs, I uh-huh. think that's when it gets okay, very so nervous. This BBC article says um, it's called negative gossip, which is a form of bullying, which is detrimental to people's well-being. And I think this is when you really should stop. You yep. should kind of, you know, take a little step back and say, hey, this is really just being nasty, right? And mm. I think that's when the boss and even the individual team members should kind of say, okay, enough, enough, enough. But there are times when gossip can be quite harmless and quite good fun. It's harmless when especially it's related to work. Mm. Like when someone is like showing bad behaviour or, you know, throwing a tantrum during work, that's like, the I think, a safe gossip because it helps you navigate the work environment. Like, oh, you know, you know, the boss really didn't like this word or didn't like the way this slide was presented. And then they make fun about it because the boss is being anal about that kind of I stuff. I, I can, I feel like the, the knife going in my back at the moment as you, as you said that. But it's very safe work because it helps the employees kind of do a better job and make them better people. But when you start entering people's personal lives, yeah. that's when it's very challenging or when and it's difficult. Vicious. And vicious. Yeah, because uh, sometimes, you know, the bad thing about gossip is like you make comments on people's appearance, how they look. Are yeah. they eating too much? Fat shaming, for example. Yeah. That is a nasty form of gossip. That's nasty. Yeah. Although we've seen things before, for example, like, oh, you know, don't enter the boss's room now because he's mm. in a very bad mm. mood. I think that's healthy gossip because yeah, yeah, you also yeah. need to know when is the right time to, to have a conversation with people, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Shaolin hasn't had a coffee. Don't talk to her yet. Don't talk to her yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's got no lipstick on. That's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Well, mm. that means you're always in good because you always wear lipstick, don't you? Pretty much so. Pretty much. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. So if I don't have any makeup on, avoid like the plague because that's a bad day. <laughs> okay. But this is the point, right? There's this whole perception that only women gossip because they, they were doing a study with 100 Google images and it really shows that 60, 62% of images were of women, 7% men only and 30%, 31% of both women and men gossiping together. Oh, please. Men gossip as much as women. I, I don't disagree with you. I gossip equally as much as you or yeah. even more, I think. I think this, this gender stereotype Stereotyping it's is terrible. It's terrible. Just throw it out of the window. I mean, come on. Men and women both like to gossip. We are by nature capable creatures. We are, aren't we? we? Are, we are. Let us know what you think. Whether you gossip in the office, what do you gossip about? You can WhatsApp in 018-789-8899. Or, of course, you can tweet in. Our handle is at BFM Radio. Um, next is the 6.30am news bulletin. And to take us there is another favourite of mine by Jackson 5. Can you feel it? Keep it here, BFM 89.9. And that was Float On By by Modest Mouth. A mouse, not mouth, by the way. Uh, 6.41, Monday the 15th of August. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run. Now, at this time of the day, we always look through all the international headlines, uh, be it the papers, portals that have caught our eye. And Philip C is dying to go. He's got his fingers up in the air. Yes, well, something that will definitely not float on by is President Trump himself. And just to show that we are neutral, we've actually looked at the Fox News and BBC News website just to give you an update Fox on Fox and BBC. Fox and BBC. But they're in totally different camps, aren't American they? conservative global liberal. That's how I approach this <laughs> okay. uh, story, essentially. Well, as you know, over the weekend, uh, there were raids taking place at Mar-a-Lago, uh, Trump's Florida residence. And what you saw... Espionage. Espionage, espionage right? Espionage. Act, there were agents removed 11 sets of documents, the FBI, right? Including some marked TS slash SCI, a designation that material that could cause exceptional grave damage to US national security. Although I have to say, when you look, check the Fox News, mm. they don't they don't indicate this TS slash SCI marking there. 
They don't, do they? they? Don't. Mm. Uh, well, it's a developing story, so we'll be following it as it progresses, partially because we want to know whether this actually improves or actually doesn't improve his chances of running again in 2024. 2024. That's, yeah. the, that's I think, the thing. That, I think that's a question everybody is trying to answer, right? Yes. And even President Biden has refused to weigh in, weigh into the topic, although its Attorney General Merrick Garland came out very fast to defend mm. the case. And I think many agree that it was important to publish all the documents that were yeah, issued out. Yeah, at so least far. the reasons why, right, they yeah. needed to do this raid. Now, staying on the topic of US, lawmakers have actually visited Taiwan after Pelosi's trip infuriates China. So another delegation by Congress, led by Senator Ed Markey, is, has landed in Taiwan on Sunday for a two-day visit. And they will meet Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen, Minister of Foreign Affairs and local lawmakers discussing bilateral relations, regional security, uh, trade. And, you know, this just recently, this is like part two of a visit. She's opened a can of worms. I know. So China definitely, definitely not going to be happy. Um, So let's see what happens, whether China will step up its military activity in the South China Sea then. Well, China is definitely not, uh, uh, was definitely unhappy because Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi said that Pelosi's visit was manic, irresponsible and irrational and even insisted that Taiwan would eventually return to the embrace of the motherland. Oh, wow. Okay. And talking about something that reverted back to the to an old ruling leader, party, whatever you want to call it, is Afghanistan. Because on the 15th of August last year, so it's one year anniversary, mm. uh, Taliban actually seized control of Afghanistan again after US troops literally ro- uh, ro- rolled out. And it was a very, very messy withdrawal, I think affected Biden's, uh, you know, in terms Popularity. of... Popularity. Yeah. And also his... his Reputation as a world leader. One can actually mark that as a sign of President's, President Biden's declining popularity because before that, he was relatively popular in the United States. But because of that, you know, this this very hasty uh, exit from Afghanistan, I think he's really destabilized that part of the region. Hmm. And you actually see a lot of progress roll back yeah, over for in sure. Afghanistan. So The Guardian actually covers the story about 40 women chanting bread, work and freedom. They marched in front of the Education Ministry building in Kabul before fighters dispersed them by firing guns into the air. And the Taliban beat these female protesters, actually. Um, you know, so education, which is something we take for granted, is not easily available for women mm. in Afghanistan, especially anything beyond secondary school. And women are very limited in what the jobs they can carry out. For example, I think it's limited to, like, health, uh, security. So a lot of the freedoms that they were given during the time when America was in control have clearly, clearly uh, eroded. So of course, UN and rights groups have condemned the Taliban government for imposing these restrictions on women and there's a pattern of absolute gender segregation. A broader question really is, you know, is this part of the bigger theme? Like, look, you know, the US just should not get involved in the Middle East or in the Persian Gulf, right? Because it's just a, such a messy location there. I think countries shouldn't get involved in other countries' business too much. Yeah, so I that's mean, why in the first Russia is a classic of right Russia's where they just invade Ukraine. Exactly. So I guess in the first place, what should US have you know gone into Afghanistan? Perhaps you know that's in the those biggest, days. In those days itself. And very quickly, Salman Rushdie is on the road to recovery. Uh, he's off the ventilator and is able to talk and apparently is in good spirits after he was attacked uh, in New York at a writers uh, kind of conference. Um, do. Yeah, and a follow-up to that, J.K. Rowling is also being uh, also being a subject to threats as well, and so police are investigating that, you following know, her support for Salman Rushdie. 
So sometimes truly, I mean, I'm not going to be flippant about it, but the person who holds the pen could be stronger than the person that holds the weapon. Uh, but up next, uh, well, we'll be back after these messages. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. 6.50, Monday, the 15th of August. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with Philip C. And I'm Wong Shaoning. And that song was Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. By the way, have you ever had a Japanese breakfast, Philip C.? Yes. Yes. It, what is it though? I presume I have because I've been to Japan, so I've had breakfast in Japan. So I presume it's Japanese breakfast. Well, technically yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's eggs on toast, then it's not really a Japanese. Of course breakfast. not. But okay. I presume like bisu means doyaki. No, it's actually rice with usually grilled fish and a bit of natto beans. Oh, it's like and kippers, a bit of miso then. soup. A bit yeah, like kippers. Yeah. Well, that's a typical Japanese breakfast. Duh. Okay. Okay. Anyway, turning our attention, there was a pop quiz, by the way. Um, turning our attention to local stories. I think first off is this, you know, I love the Singapore Straits Times, right? That's one of my favourite things to f- to read, to find out what's happening about Malaysia from Singaporeans. But mm. not, not true because the, um, a lot of the reporters are Malaysian. Uh, but they're actually um, talking about the, or at least they've written about the protesters that gathered in Kuala Lumpur to condemn scandal involving delayed literal combat ships. So there was a bit of a, a hundred of them uh, gathered in KL, I think, I do believe somewhere near Sogo to condemn this multi-billion dollar scandal involving the delayed delivery. And I and it was raining. So there were representatives of various groups. They made speeches liking it to the wrongdoings of 1MDB. And did you see what they, they made? They made it a cutout of a little ship and they kind of just, you know, pushed it around the crowd, which I thought was quite cute. And people say, at least there's a ship there. We know it's arrived. <laughs> one of the nine, one of the six, six I think. Yeah, at least one was at Sogo, one by the way. One was at Sogo, although it was paper ship right yeah i think the other news dominating headlines of course is g15 you hear two very differing sites one uh, ahmad zahid hamidi saying yes we will definitely have it this year without doubt the other is one is he the prime minister no right well no he no, doesn't okay. he doesn't have to call the shots really on this or perhaps he does the other one of course our own prime minister saying it depends on the mood survey so he basically when he was announcing it at the wanita barista national this is in the star is it yes it's in the star both sites i think on the front page it's interesting that the star picked Zahid's uh, comments to be on the front page, saying the G15 likely this year. And then Ismail Sabri's in page what? Page, page three. Five. Page, page five. Oh, buried in page five. Buried page five below. PM okay. saying it depends on the mood survey, saying we cannot go to war in the dark. We don't know our strengths. How do we get voters on polling day if we don't have this survey? Although I would challenge him to say, look, don't you know your strengths by now? Uh, it's also like uh, which one do we follow then page one or front page or page five I think naturally you should follow both we should read all the newspapers cover to cover which we? means what we'll then <laughs> just be thoroughly confused won't we we will be I think this is the big question here isn't it I mean everyone's asking again when is G15 is of course now it seems like many indicators pointing to a snap election this year the question also, my viewers, as you know, right, to, today is also a D-Day for Najib Razak's mm. uh, SRC appeal, whether that has any bearing on the date of the election as well. Well, so do tune in at 7.45 because we will be talking to Tom Wright. He's the co-author of The Billion Dollar Will on uh, what will happen at this final avenue for appeal, as you say about this SRC case. And is this, you know, if the outcome is not favourable for our convicted Prime Minister, is this the end of his political career? I, I, those are the questions I, I would like to know. But turning our attention to the Edge Weekly, um, in the Frankly Speaking column, which is one of my favourite, I think this, this point is really, really very true. And it's about Parliament should act fast because it will take nothing less than a parliament to amend the federal constitution to any 
the anguish of Malaysian women married to foreign spouses and whose children are born overseas. Because this comes amid the recent Court of Appeal decision to overturn a High Court ruling last year that granted automatic citizenship to children born overseas to mothers who are Malaysian but whose fathers are foreigners. Didn't we hear recently in the Wanita BN convention that they support this appeal as well? Yes. So, okay, the courts have now denied these mothers, Malaysian mothers, the Mm. chance to uh, make their children Malaysians. So I think parliament should do it. Okay, let's get their act together, the MPs, you know. Uh, Why is it, can this be done as soon as possible? Can a bipartisan approach be granted? And I don't see the reason. Why are you discriminating one gender over another? Well, the question here is what will parliament do? They have also a very busy entry, although they made quite a lot of progress, right? They have the political funding bill, also the generational endgame tobacco bill, which I understand that the Public Select Committee is going to meet this week. So there's more work to be done in Parliament. The question is, will they get it done in time before GE15? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, And then very quickly on page 26, um, business news. Corporate manoeuvrings of T.S. Wong arouse interest now. For those who are, you know, like business news, he is, of course, the famous man in charge of my EG services, but he's also got substantial sticks in Excel Force, uh, Kuskapi and MyTech Group. So the edge actually... Uh, tries to figure out what he's up to. So do do read this article, although there are no real conclusions from it. And of course, T.S. Wong, I know you're a very private person, but you're always welcome on the breakfast grill. <laughs> Anytime. Let us know what you... Uh, just give us a date. <laughs> Any date. Any date. Uh, but up next, of course, we've got the 7am news bulletin. And to take us there is Cotton Mouth by Doobie Brothers. Keep it here. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.